The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house online and owning it. Between imagining living there and breathing in your new home for the first time. Having an advocate who can help you navigate the complex world of financing, inspections, negotiating, analyzing the market, and talking through any anxieties that may pop up, that can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors and bound by a code of ethics. Because that's who we are. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ladies and gentlemen, I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. It's in this league. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. Come again with Scott Bogman and Chris Welsh. Can't wait. What does that do? Did that blow your mind? That just happened. What's up, friends? It's the In This League Fantasy Football Podcast Playoff Edition. Nope. Yes, but no. <laughs> 2023 drafts. It's Bogman. It's Welch over at InThisLeague.com. You guys can check out the Patreon even in the offseason because there really is no offseason. ITL's got you covered with the War Room talking about all the draft stuff, getting you prepared for Dynasty. And Bogman's going to have lists in the offseason you're going to want to check out. Plus, we got a football group me room and much, much more in this league.com. It's not just for football season, it's a year round support in this league over there and get some cool stuff and just be a part of a cool fantasy football community and other sports in this league.com. Today on the episode, we are going to be talking about our first five round. Yes, we did five rounds of an early 2023 mock draft, and we're going to be breaking all that down. I actually also in that uh, time period did a first round mock on the athletic, which is very interesting seeing how this one went. And it's uh, I, I was texting you about that one. five. Yeah, Vogman got all worked up because <laughs> I was pressing. Uh, if you guys want to go take a listen to it. Uh, we had a we did a different format on the athletic one. Jake wanted to do it was his idea. And I was like, that's a cool idea. It was called the agreement draft, where it was essentially a majority rule situation. So instead of, you know, me having a pick and then him and then Brandon doing a pick or something like that, that we had to come to an agreement on the picks. And we thought we'd get through two rounds. We only got through one. And mm-hmm. one of the biggest disagreements is a player we're going to talk about. And I'm probably going to be one of the more divisive combos around is Travis Kelsey, where um, I had to kind of fight for Travis Kelsey to be a first round pick in that. You mock. don't even like Travis Kelsey. I don't, I wouldn't even yeah. draft him. And I had to fight for it. And Bogman was like worked up about it. Bogman's like, Bogman called me and he's like, I text Jake about that. Oh <laughs> I yeah. Like, oh. I text Jake while I was listening. I'm like, what are you talking about? Travis yeah. Kelsey, you know, like maybe he doesn't have to go in the top four or five or whatever, but he's in the first round. And Jake was like, I don't want to put him in there unless he's 12. So it was, uh, it was a big discussion about Travis yeah. Kelsey. And you'll see where he goes 
in this mock. It was uh, much higher than uh, Jake's. Thoughts. Yeah, exactly. So, so we're going to go through, we did this, uh, our boy CK, who is on the War Room podcast, which is on this feed with Bogman is in here. We got a bunch of our ITL army members and we'll just kind of go through the picks here. We'll let you guys know what's going down a very early look into 2023. If you guys are starting to prep, not really a dynasty conversation. This is in the redraft perspective, but overall it's going to give you a good idea of like what some of the perception of value is going to be. And unlike what I did at the athletic, we did have rookies in here. We did uh, opt. There's, there's always this debate. Yeah. The big debate was, and I didn't bring this up. Like when I was talking with Jake about it, he's like, nah, the, you know, first off, it's just good for the next draft. We can have him on. But he's like, you know, there's situation. This is another big argument that Bogman had. And, and I heard, I actually told Bogman, I heard him in my head when Jake <laughs> was saying this to say this, where Jake was like, hey, listen, you know, the value can change with the Eagles. And as much as I've watched and talked with everybody and specifically Bogman, I wanted, I kind of had this feeling like, well, Bijan, I think is team proof in Bogman. There's no person in the world that I've ever dealt with in fantasy, especially from football perspective. I've been like, Hey, Bogman, we should do this. Bogman is the ultimate. Nope. It it only matters when the, they have their teams. This is the most important yeah. thing. Everything changes. I can't get, I'm like, Hey, I got this really great idea. And Bogman's like, Nope, they got to have their teams. Even Bogman's like, Bijan doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where Bijan goes. He's like, I don't care. The value is the value where Bijan is. So that that's what's held so much weight to me. It's the same thing as Christian McCaffrey, right? Like you hear these coaches and, and every, we've heard Ron Rivera say, we heard Matt Rule say, we heard Steve Wilkes say it. Like all these guys on the Panthers that have coached um, Christian McCaffrey always say, well, we want him to touch the ball less because we want him to last. But when you get out there on the field, He's so much better than everyone else. You can't take him off the field. You can't not give him the ball. He's your best player. He gets you first down. So, you know, Bijan is a Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley type of prospect where it does. You can't take him off the field. Even if you want to take him off the field, you can't do it because there's no one else that can do what he does. So yeah. uh, he is going to be a very high pick. Uh, in most drafts. And if he gets a good landing spot, he's going to be a rookie that goes in the first round and you should all be ready for it because, uh, yeah. and if you don't believe me, I know I'm a Texas Homer, all that stuff. If you don't believe me, just go and watch him, go, go to YouTube, watch his highlights, all that stuff and come back and tell me I'm right. Yeah. Cause I am. Well, and, and he is going to be drafted in this. So we're going to talk about this. So we've got our full mock draft. Uh, I don't know if we even decide if anybody wants, we could do it. We could put it on our Patreon if people sure. want to check it out. Uh, we'll put up the five mock results. We usually like to do that stuff. Maybe we can we make got that through a part six of everything. Full, but yeah, it was yeah, six I think full. we did through oh. six. Yeah. Yeah. We kind of meant it to be five. We ended up going through six. Yeah. We do have six listed on here. Actually some interesting six round picks, uh, but we'll probably, you know, really focus on the top end. So we'll be going through that, breaking that down here in just a tiny bit. Though this does give us a chance uh, to talk about a few things. Bogman, your team, unfortunately, was not able to get up and make it through. I know you're hurt, but a bigger question about all of it, that the miracle didn't happen. Matt Canada. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I'm not even a little bit surprised. because Really? Yeah, well, look, I, I not that I want Matt Canada back, because I don't. Uh, and I think it's bad when you get two years in, and now you're switching offensive coordinators on a you know young quarterback i don't True or think false. that's going to be literally any other offensive coordinator in the league or in college or high school would have been a better option than matt canada i don't think that's true i don't think literally anyone putting a defensive I, lineman coach as your offensive i mean look matt patricia might have worked out better dude <laughs> like i i'm not i'm not uh i i'm not a matt canada supporter 
I'm not. <laughs> well, but, I haven't found one either. So you tell me when you find right, one. Right. But I'll say this is it's not surprising because the Steelers promote from within. They don't go out and make splashy coach hires unless they're super cheap. Like Brian Flores was just he was making all of his Dolphins money and suing them. And he just wanted somewhere to go for a year. So he came to Pittsburgh on Steelers, a That's lot. our type of guy. Yeah, that's a cheap. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that's that's the way it is. So, you know, uh, I think their thought process is, well, Tom will make so much money. We're not going to pay the assistance a lot either, which is why Bruce Arians had to leave. And- SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house online and owning it. Between imagining living there and breathing in your new home for the first time. Having an advocate who can help you navigate the complex world of financing, inspections, negotiating, analyzing the market, and talking through any anxieties that may pop up, that can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors and bound by a code of ethics. Because that's who we are. I generally come in at least 15 minutes late. I use the side door. After that, I just sort of space out for about an hour. Space out? I probably only do about 15 minutes of real, actual work. Would you be a good sport and indulge us and just tell us a little more? Let me tell you something about In This League. Uh, all that stuff, too. I mean, Todd Haley was their splashy hire, and he was terrible. So um, I'm not surprised, and it's because the offense got so much better in the second half. Still wasn't good. It was still right around league average, but it was such an improvement, dramatic improvement from the first half to the second half. We we're also playing way worse teams in the second half. Not a surprise there. Um, but, you know, they're going to stick with Matt Canada, and mm. you're going to see – a lot of the same stuff you saw last year, which is frustrating. A lot of drops, a lot of drops. So you guys, but my team did make it. Um, that Seattle game was wild. Tale and of two halves there. Good it lord. Was a tale of, well, also a tale of a different, you know, two quarterbacks and Brock Purdy. So, just real quick, talking about it. So your playoff matchup for the divisional round. We've got Jags at the Chiefs on Saturday. We've got Giants at the Eagles. We've got Bengals at the Bills, and then the oh man, the Sunday night game, the mm-hmm. Dallas Cowboys going up against my 49ers. and it's really rough, man. And one of the in, insanely fascinating conversations is going to be around what the hell the 49ers do. And I, I was telling you the other day, like everyone's making a big deal about it. Here's what's going to happen: Jimmy Garoppolo is gone. He restructured his contract. He's gone. He'll go play for someone else. They move on. And the 49ers will have both quarterbacks to play next year. Brock Purdy will be the backup. They're going to give Trey Lance a chance to start, but don't hold anything against that Brock Purdy isn't going to make it tough. 
The problem is, is like that game, if you watched it, was classic Brock Purdy. He is Jimmy Garoppolo light with wheels. He has insane, he, he wants to needle and thread balls. He is a really accurate passer, except when he's not. He makes similar boneheaded ass throws that Jimmy Garoppolo does, but he's way more poised than anybody thought. He is so impressive overall, but he is not. The, he's not the four touchdown, six and oh, whatever he is with the Niners quarterback. The team context makes him better. And I'm very worried about that going up against the Cowboys because his Cowboys defense is going to be no joke. And guess what? If you watch him enough, he gets away with stuff. He throws these yeah. bad passes that he's gotten away with guys not picking it off. One penalty, I think, in the like, second game, he threw a pick and then it came back. Like, that's just, you can't make those mistakes against Dallas. And he continues to make those. So I'm a little Dak, bit worried about for as that. bad as Dak looked going into the playoffs. He looked pretty flawless against the Bucks. Yeah. Too, uh, so, so I am very worried. And the 49ers are becoming one of the worst first quarter teams. It's unbelievable how much they let go slow the start. first half, yeah. a slow start, and then they pick it back up. So I'm definitely worried. But at the same time, if you look at the totality of it, the 49ers look like the best team in the playoffs right now. I mean, they do for top to bottom. They look like the most complete team, but we also have not seen the Eagles, which we're going to see this weekend. So I'm terrified, you know, the best the teams. Chiefs, yeah. Yeah, and the Chiefs, exactly. We haven't seen those guys. So I'm worried, Boggs. Niners are a four-point favorite. Cowboys are absolutely no joke. It's also the um, it is the number one rivalry that exists in my brain. This is what I grew up with in the 90s. It was Niners and Cowboys. This was it. We got a rookie-ass quarterback. I don't know. And Cowboys fans, <laughs> we got so many in the Army. I'll be muting the group me rooms, whether we win or lose, because <laughs> I'm not interested in jumping on them unless they're obnoxious, and they're going to be excited to get on me. So well, I am yeah. very nervous. I, about. I don't that. think they're excited to get on you. I think they're just excited about the Cowboys playing well. Right. And, uh, they played very well. They, they drummed, uh, the bucks out of the playoffs. I mean, Brady looked like garbage, you know, it's, uh, it's going to be that's going to be one of the the better games i think uh i think that game and the cincinnati buffalo game is going to be very good i wouldn't be surprised if we get blowouts on the saturday games uh cuz you know kansas city coming in with extra rest at home against the jaguars who had to come back after being down 27 zip uh, oh, nice. against uh the chargers and the chargers just went full chargers in that game it was crazy and then um you know i the giants this could be one of those things. And look, we saw the the Eagles do this with Nick Foles, where Nick Foles got on a hot run. Colin Kaepernick and Alex Smith got on a hot run. Joe Flacco's got on a hot run before in the playoffs. We've seen this happen. Um, where the Are you saying Danny Dimes is going to get on a hot run? He, he looked unbelievable against the Vikings. He was so good. Cousins was good in that game, by the way. And everyone wants to crap on uh, Kirk Cousins and, uh, you know, prime time and all that stuff, but he was outstanding in that game. It's just the defense couldn't stop the Giants. And um, you know, we could see something there, but I fully expect it to be okay. announced by Kansas City and Philly. Here. Oh, that's a so let's start here real quick. Jags, Chiefs. It's so funny the lines progressively move down as far as spread uh goes. Mm. Uh Kansas City, eight and a half point favorite up against the Jags. Who yeah, I would take I'd take Kansas City in that one. You think Kansas City's going to route this one? Jags are not going to compete here. They had the extra rest. It's Trevor Lawrence's first road playoff star. Yeah, I mean, I just think Casey rolls. Um, I'm going to agree with you. I mean, I think they're going to win. That's one thing. If we're talking, do you about remember spread, Watson's first start in this game a couple years ago? It was on the road in Kansas City, and Watson looked so good in the first half. They had the Chiefs dead to rights and just choked it away in the second half and uh, the chiefs end up winning. So I, I could see something like that happen. Well, like maybe we get a couple good 
drives from Trevor Lawrence, those scripted drives that you start with, maybe those are great. But after that, things start breaking down. Pressure, it's going to be loud in there. And Lawrence already said, I don't know how it could be much louder than Jacksonville. It is. Uh Arrowhead is insanely loud. It's one of the loudest stadiums in the league. So, um, yeah, the the Chiefs fans are going to be in full throat there. My only problem is the Chiefs are back to what they were last year. Um, Against the spread, they're 6-10-1 this year. 6-10-1 against the spread. And uh, the Jags only 9-9. against the broncos and raiders and teams like that so they they know people want to bet on the chiefs because they're the most fun team to watch in the league so they they set those spreads a little too high i suppose uh two of the last three games they've won by more than double digits but if you go back to the last six only two of the six have they won by uh, they would have covered this spread and this is a playoff jaguars team so i don't know i guess i would go kansas city i'm a little bit indifferent about this uh, Eagles, Giants. Eagles are a seven and a half point favorite. What side are you going to take here? You were just, you said Danny Dimes is the best quarterback and is going to win. MVP I didn't say any, anywhere near that. I said oh. I could see him going on a run, uh, but I think the run stops in Philly, dude. Philly's too good. Def- uh, best offensive line in the league, best defensive line in the league. Uh, plus AJ Brown, hard to beat that team. So give me Philly. Yeah, I think, and the spread. You're comfortable with the spread, yeah. obviously. That's mm-hmm. what I was saying. Yeah, um, I'm. I think I'm much more comfortable about this one. Just giving the stats. Giants, though, number one in the league against the spread, fourteen and four, where the no Eagles one, are only eight and nine, dude. No one believes in them. Like, how, how many games were? Uh, how many games were the Giants favored? You can click, uh, click on their team names there and see if you can see it. Because, um, I bet you they were only favored in like half their games. So I don't think I'm going to be able to see this information. Well, I'm on DraftKings right now. So oh, on DraftKings. All right. I'll see if I can find it. Yeah, I don't know. But I mean, incredible against the spread. It's a big amount of points. Uh, I, I, I mean, I'm a sucker. I probably want to buy like give me if I got six and a half, I would be really, really about this one Uh, on their matchups this year. Let's see what those games did. If I can find it. Uh, Let's see more. So this is what giant. So the Eagles beat the Giants 48 to 22. And then the other matchup doesn't exist. Where (laughs) is it? Why am I not seeing it? It should have two. Oh, and then uh, they won 16 to 22. So by the way, the Giants have been underdogs in 13 games so far this year. Yeah. Well, so that, that's the Eagles why did no good against the spread. Eagles would not have covered last game, but they they really ran it up on the uh, 48 to 22 in week 14. Yeah, but that's so. one of those games where it could be like, let's say the Eagles are up by seven or excuse me, by three uh, on the last drive. The Giants have the ball and, you know, you're getting desperate and they throw a pick six or something and you get back yeah. door like that. could You could easily see that. That's a one score type of deal there. I'm going to go with the Eagles in this one and the spread, too. These are probably both sucker plays by both of us, both taking the favorites. I'd personally probably like to buy down to six and a half or I don't know, you know, maybe do a little a little parlay action where I get the Eagles at six and a half and I just play the um, play Kansas City spread or something like that. Uh, I don't know. Maybe get the Kansas City down to seven, you know, do a little parlay action and get them probably at 150. I wonder what that would be. I'm not going to look, though. Uh, all right. Then Sunday matchup rematch Bengals bills bills are a five and a half point favorite um i probably take the Bengals against the spread this one's going to be close but uh give me the bills to win uh okay so you're taking Bengals spread bills move on yes i'm joining you on that i was also going to say i think i'm going to take the Bengals spread on this one as well 
uh, five and a half points. I think this is going to be a very close I'm really game. Really, listen, my gut. I'd probably take the Bengals to move on to. But yeah, I don't, <laughs> oh, don't no, want to no, do, no, do it. Do it. Do it. Do I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Give no, me the Bills. You guys already heard it. Bill, the Bengals are moving on. Bills are getting eliminated. You already did it. It's too late. All right, I, and I final think, one. I, you know, uh, Jonah Williams. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips, twenty four seven, as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. To move closer to family, live within a smaller budget, or just wanting a change of scenery. Whatever your reasons, having to figure out all the various housing market trends in your area may not be what you signed up for. That's where an agent who is a Realtor comes in. Realtors have the expertise to help you find the right price and navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. That's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. In this league. Somebody royally forked up. Somebody forked up. Why can't I say fork? If you're trying to curse, you can't hear. It's full shirt. Holy mother forking shirt balls. If he cannot play in that game, he got hurt. Uh, their left tackle, their line is already so bad, and the Bills' defensive line is so good. I mean, Ed Oliver is just going to eat his lunch here. So, I don't know. I I think that's the biggest matchup there. Is that if the Bengals' O-line can hold up, they'll win. I think they'll win going away. But uh, if you're only giving Joe Burrow one Mississippi, he's going to be uh, in the dirt a lot. All right. So Bogman has Bengals and Chiefs. And then uh, the last game, my 49ers are hosting the Dallas Cowboys. They're a four-point favorite. What do you think, Boggs? Yeah, look, uh, you know, you worry about a rookie quarterback in his first start at home, but the nerves were shook. Obviously, the Niners were down uh, at halftime in that game, and then they took over. Uh, so I think that they have enough, few enough. I'm not going to say Purdy doesn't make a big boneheaded mistake here, but uh, few, in they're going to do enough to still win. What's the spread? Did you say four? Yeah, give me the Niners. I'll take the Niners and lay the points. All right, uh, Dallas is ten seven and one against the spread. Niners are twelve and six, fourth fourth in football against the spread right now. Um, I am. I'm just. I'm obviously going Niners. I'm gonna go Niners on the spread as well. I think this could. I, I'm a little bit worried. This could be a field goal game. I'm a little bit worried. Dallas might have a first half. You know what? One I might play. I might play the Dallas Cowboys first half line if anybody is playing that. Which is. Let's see if I can see game lines. I wonder if they have because they'll only have the first half. They won't have any second half bull crap. Let's see team props, game props, game halves. Here we go. So yeah, it's two and uh, plus two and a half on the Cowboys. So yeah, so give me three, give me three, you sons of bitches. 
give me three and I'd be on it, but I might play Dallas plus two and a half on the half just based on uh, how the 49ers performed. Also kind of actually dig 21 and a half points is the first half line. I actually don't mind that as, as well. Niners don't give up points in the second half at the rate they do in the first. So that's, you know, a couple touchdowns and some field goals. So I'm, I would take the over on that, but I'm going to go 49ers. So I have 49ers and the Eagles with the Bills and the Chiefs. Bogman has the Chiefs and the Bengals with the uh, the 49ers I hope and that's not it. the Eagles. I hope that's not it because the this Bengals team with Joe Burrow is undefeated against the Chiefs. Uh, as crazy as that is to think. So could we go back to 80? Could we go back to 88, 89? Niners, Bengals? Ugh, no. The ghost of John Candy needs I to return. So the Niners are in there, but anybody else. So besides the Bengals, the Bengals? Yeah. I actually Look, would rather the Bengals, the Bengals almost Bengals lost too. to a, you know, a backup quarterback in Tyler Huntley uh, last week. It took Tyler Huntley fumbling at the goal line and Hubbard picking it up and huffing 99 yards the other way uh, for them to get that dub. So, uh, but that could have been their blip. You know, that could have been their one screw up here. So we'll see. It's going to be a fun have, weekend. That's for sure. Uh, I've thought about this a little bit. I don't know about you, but like, do you know the misery this is going to be for me? If the San Francisco 49ers make the Super Bowl in my home city and here in Arizona, I can't go. I mean, I looked at the tickets three weeks ago. My son was because I was telling him about it because the NFL experience and stuff. I might take him to a thing or two. They're also doing in like Old Town Scottsdale. They're doing like the radio row thing. And I'm like, yeah, we can do those. And then he's like, why can't we go to the Super Bowl? I'm like, buddy, you know how expensive the tickets are? I'm thinking like $800 for the cheapest. I go and look. Two grand at least. $2,500 hundred dollars for the tippy top of the stadium garbage seats i was like oh my god i had no i don't yeah, think people I complain about eggs you know uh <laughs> look at super bowl tickets i mean christ yeah it's uh it's just absurd and look you know would i love to go to a super bowl in my life absolutely but you don't beat sitting at home on your couch watching mm-hmm. the game so no, it's, but it's just a better like, experience. I'd be 20 minutes away from my team playing yeah. in the Super Bowl in my own city. And I it, it's it's wild. It's a yeah. wild. It's a but wild. You know thing. what? You, you're going to feel real good when you can still pay the mortgage. So, it's, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know. And, uh, you know, my luck is not going to be the case. If the Cowboys in, I'm going to leave the state. The Cowboys are in the, Super Bowl, <laughs> I'm leaving the state. All right. Uh, there you go. Just a little talk about uh, what's going on in the playoffs. I do want to let everybody know. We are going to be back uh, Super Bowl week because we are going to be doing an all Super Bowl prop show for you, like everybody. Of course, everyone's going to do it. We're going to be going through talking about our absolutely favorite Super Bowl stuff. We're going to have fun with it. We probably are, probably also, I mean, maybe we'll do a live stream and we'll put it into a podcast. We might do this on our Twitch because I think it'd be fun to get some people's thoughts on them. Um, but just be on the lookout on this podcast feed because we're going to have lots of Super Bowl betting for you and uh, twitch.tv slash in this league for all the extra content. Let's take a break. When we come back. It's 2023 early, 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 early mock draft. Five rounds. We'll do it right after this. What are you laughing about? Uh, I'll come back and I'll tell you. Okay. And we're back. We're back, Bogman, for mock drafts, well, five sure. rounds. I got to tell you this real, real fast before we get into it, because, you know, on the baseball pod, if you guys are listening to both, uh, you know, I threw out there that maybe Aroldis Chapman would want to uh, move to Kansas City because of the food, because it's amazing. I just thought this was funny. Um, Adam Schefter asked Andy Reid about playing a game in Germany next year, because I guess Kansas City is going to go play uh, 
in Germany. And Andy Reid said, I look forward to getting a bratwurst. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most Andy Reid comment of all time. Yes, yeah, I don't yeah. know. It just intertwining the, the food stuff I thought was hilarious. So. That's funny. Uh, no food here, just players, just mocks. And we got 12 of us. So this is the lay of the land on the mock draft. We had, as I get back over to it, we had our boy CK, who's on the war room with the number one overall pick. I ended up getting the second overall pick. I have no concept who number three is. Okay, Steven at three, Braun at four, Bogman has five. I believe that's Nick. Is that Nick? Uh, At seven, that is Vinny at eight, Toft at nine, Kyle T at 10. Barrow, I must have the number here. Yeah, yeah, I think I had the numbers wrong there. Uh, Barrow is at 11, Aaron or 10, Aaron's at 11, and Barwood, uh, Van Hoover is 12. Jesus, somewhere in there, I skipped the number, but whatever. We're gonna go through these. This was the draft order that was randomized. We did this on fan tracks and then we just kind of killed it. We had a discussion on the athletic show about the top pick, and since ours was a, an agreement show. Brandon got the first kind of nomination and he nominated Austin Eckler and he, he went to great options of why he thinks he's the guy. I then countered to say, this is Christian McCaffrey to me and Jake agreed. And we came to an agreement that this was McCaffrey one a and Eckler one B that did not go here as Justin Jefferson was a number one overall pick who obviously if you take away him destroying many people's hopes at the end of the year by getting shut down um, by sauce and, you know, just a really brutal go. He was one of the best fantasy players. I think from a per game perspective, I think he was the number one player in fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, obviously wide receivers, uh, the core return is unbelievable. And both those running backs have questions with them. McCaffrey, not anymore about him being a Niner, but his injury history, which wasn't a thing this year. And Austin Eckler, I think, repeatability is a question, but like he came off of a 20 touchdown season and he shut everybody the hell up this year with scoring touchdowns again. So I think it's more people just wanting them to fail and running backs to fail. But CK went with Justin Jefferson, which is a very chalk-like option. So what I'm curious about here is your take, because I'm going to just let everyone know with number two pick, I took Christian McCaffrey. He would have been my number one if I had had him. He is the number one overall in my eyes, but a chalk play is Justin Jefferson. So how do you spar this out christian mccaffrey for me you have the best running back in the best system for running backs i don't think you can beat that so um and look i understand that uh justin jefferson was outstanding only two wide receivers averaged over 20 points per game it was him and tyreek hill and he was a full point better than tyreek as well so Justin jefferson you're splitting hairs here uh he's also a great selection at one one at one two however early you take him doesn't matter but for me you take the best running back, you put him in the best system for running backs with a full season next year and a full off season of understanding the playbook and everything and not coming in right in the middle of the year. I think he's going to be even better. So uh, yeah. this is not hard for me. It's Christian McCaffrey. So in full point PPR doing this on fantasy pros, they've got a points per week uh, setup. If I'm ignoring the quarterbacks, interestingly enough, Justin Jefferson, nor Christian McCaffrey from a per game perspective, were the number one non quarterback scoring player. It was actually Austin Eckler. 21.9, according to Fantasy Pros, on full PPR. Justin Jefferson was 21.7, and Christian McCaffrey mm-hmm. was 21. Uh, funny enough, all of them had 17 games per on there, so there's not like taking any weird thing off. And obviously, I agree here. And We're going to get into him, but Phrasing. Austin Eckler versus Justin Jefferson at two. 
Is Justin Jefferson your default with everything you said, or do you go back to the running back thing? Because Austin Eckler kind of answered everything this year, shut everybody up, scored the touchdowns, and technically non-quarterback was the highest scoring player in fantasy this year. So is it everything you said about Jefferson, or is it by default with everything you said this has to go to Eckler's uh, one-two? I'm going to stick with Jefferson at, at two. Uh, Eckler will be my three. And, and look, we're, we're splitting hairs on these guys, right? Because Eckler's a very, very good option. But he is more touchdown dependent than the other two guys. And we have a new offensive coordinator coming in for the Chargers that might change things up. Maybe the new OC likes a goal line back, which would, you know, pose a lot of Eckler's value. Uh, so right now, as it stands, I would go CMC one, Jefferson two. Okay. Number three. Austin Eckler. So I think what you guys can be comfortable with knowing, I think for the most part, this is the top three in some order. I believe we, we had another disagreement on the athletic one where Justin Jefferson was one three, but uh, Jake was very adamant about arguing that because of Jamar chase, because Jamar chase missed some time. And from a points per game perspective, I, I want to say, something we kind of got into there was fantasy pros might've screwed up a little bit because of that one game and the miss thing. It might've screwed things up a little bit from what oh, it all for was. Sure. Yeah, uh, yeah, Cooper yeah. cup. I actually, you know what? I'm sorry. It was Cooper cup, not Jamar chase, but it was Cooper cup who scored 22.4 points per game, which is more than Jefferson. I think he was making the case for cup and chase potentially even over Jefferson, but it was Cooper cup in there. So I think I'll that think might chase, come back but- up. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's one thing falling in love with a house, picturing yourself moving in and calling it home, and quite another navigating the world of price negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. An agent who's a Realtor can make understanding that world easier. Realtors have the expertise, access to proprietary data, and tools to help you get from imagining living somewhere to actually doing it. That's the kind of help we can provide. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. What is this? It's in this league. What? How can we be expected to teach Scott Bogman and Chris Welsh to learn how to read if they can't even fit inside the building? In this league. Has to be at least three times bigger than this really but cup man like I, and i love cup i think he's an outstanding talent and but matt stafford might retire and, and the offensive line is so well, bad is that so, a bad thing for him do you think overall? for cup yeah what if jimmy garoppolo goes to the rams i think he i think he's a complete free agent what if garoppolo went to the rams i don't care he's not as good as matt stafford so it, uh, 
you, Matt, you, you think you think Matt Safford was good this year? Not this year. I just well, mean overall. But like he wasn't good this year. Why is he going to be better next year if he's back? Jimmy Garoppolo is better than Matt Safford right now, and next year would be better than Matt Safford. That's I think I I don't know. I there, there's a lot of magic loss there. So and Cooper Cup is also coming off an injury. It's not like he's clean either. Yeah. So, no, no, I agree it, with that. I think the Cup thing it's is what too many. It. It's it's like death by a thousand factors, factors. there. Like you're gonna yeah. have you have a new OC, which it's McVay's system anyway. So it's still McVay, but a new quarterback, no matter who it is could come in and have, you know, some stumbles to start. It's not like it, not like Jimmy G has had a clean career by any stretch of the imagination. So he could come in and suck for the first five games and that's going to affect cup. So yeah. no, for me, it's chase easy over cup. Uh, so I, I could see putting chase in, in that argument. Oh, you're saying chase, not Jefferson. Okay. Um, no, no, no. I mean, chase with chase and Jefferson, like you can put chase in that argument. I'm not putting cup there. That's all. I'm oh, saying. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, so my getting back to the point, it's like, McCaffrey, Eckler, Justin Jefferson. I think that's your core top tier. That's the top tier. And things are going to start to open up as they did here. The fourth pick, our boy Braun, he did what might be the unthinkable and caused the angry Bogman. Travis Kelsey was the one four. I had seen some sites throw out some early mock drafts as well before the season ended. And I saw Kelsey into the top five or six, which had you thinking, uh, obviously had me thinking when we were doing the athletic one, but if you just take out what you had seen before, the thing that you can't ignore was Travis Kelsey was the most dominant at his position compared to his peers. There's nobody that had a bigger discrepancy from how they are to the next guy scoring. One of the arguments I made against it a tiny bit was the second half of the year from week 10 on, Kelsey was still the highest scorer, but Kittle was within like a point and a half of him, I think, overall. Uh, I actually can put that together here real quick. It was because Travis Kelsey scored 18.6 points per game and full PPR. The only tight end over 300 points. It's insane. The number two was 13.4 in George Kittle, which is an absolutely absurd number. If we go week 10 on, this is where it alters a bit. Kelsey, 16.5. Kittle, 14.5. So there's still a, a degree of difference, but it was a 10 point difference from week 10 on once Kittle got going. That's... It's not to dismiss the Kelsey going in the first round stuff. It's just he is so dominant. It is just a tough spin when you don't do running back or wide receiver. That's what I think yes. people have a hard time with. But and you I understand that are part. on board with this idea. Do you like him at four? It's a hundred and four four. You know what? I don't mind him at four. I'll say that. I don't know if I love it, but I don't mind him in that top like six area somewhere in there because I was even talking to Joe about this, and Joe is on the Jake Seeley Welsh side too, where you know, um, Kelsey might be in the first round, but he's closer to the back end of the first round um, th than he is, you know, uh, he's not a second rounder maybe, but but he's he's not near the top. But Joe said this is going to be the most dominant RPV performance of a season that he's ever seen. He said that uh, Kelsey was worth 188% uh, of mid-tier tight end one. We're talking about the five guys below him. He's worth one plus 88 percent of the next guy which is just a ridiculous number and gives you such an advantage on a week-to-week -week basis at that position because if you're the guy that has kelsey you know, versus the guy that has you know gets up st stuck with cole Komet or someone like that it's just it's a 10 point difference almost there it's it's insane so um yeah i mean this the consistency and look there are factors going into not loving um, Travis Kelsey. You know, the guy has been fairly injury-free for a while. You feel like that's going to 
break eventually because tight end is one of the most brutal positions in the league. He's getting older. Um, they could add pieces without uh, much thought. So I get it. Not everyone's in. And plus you look at your team and you like it less when you take Travis Kelsey. I've, I've been in that corner as well. I just think that he's so dominant. He's got to go in the first round. I'm not sure where I'm going to put him for redraft when it's all said and done, but I can tell you he will be in the first round for me. Yeah, I'm more open to it. I like him more at like 10 where you could take him and then you could snap up one of these better values at like wide out or running back in there. But like taking him top five or six will just never happen to me. I, I think there's other dominant performances out there. Uh, number five to Bogman. This is kind of one of those unique ones. And, you know, you were making the case that you're just not quite in on Cooper Cup. And I, I got to say, I do think Cooper Cup fell even a little bit more than I expected in this draft. And you went the other direction, though. I will point out this was one I pressed with the athletic as well of like, I think this guy is in warranted to be talked about as the number two wide receiver of any of the crew. And you took Tyree Kill and Tyree Kill, you know, was scoring um, through his shoes all season long. Let me pull up the full season total because I had the, you really uh, the second one. He was the second highest scoring wide receiver. And I think you maybe have already said it. One yeah. of only three, but one of two in a full season, Cooper Cup counts. But three guys to average 20 or more points that at least played nine games and Tyreek Hill played the whole year. And I think what Tyreek Hill showed more than anything this year is that he's QB proof, which very few wide receivers are. Like DeAndre Hopkins, you would put in there. Devontae Adams, you would put in there. Like they are QB proof. You went down to Skylar Thompson a couple times and Tyreek was still performing. You put Teddy Bridgewater in when Tua was dealing with, you know, so many concussions this year. Tyreek Hill is still performing. So it doesn't really matter who the quarterback is next season for the Miami Dolphins. Tyreek Hill is QB proof. He is going to be set. He's going to be fine. So uh, that plus just this great season that he had and, you know, the the offense should get better too next year. You have a, a second year under their new head coach. I, I'm pumped about Tyreek Hill. Um, the rest of the first round. <laughs> I knew you were going to ask me. You know, this. Are you going blind? This draft board is so big. The text and like we have it on a oh. Google sheet and I'm just like, I'm looking. <laughs> I didn't so like big. I just did it one time. And oh, then, okay. uh, you know, I didn't mess with it. So yeah, I do. Look, I've got the font is at 14. All right. I'm getting on 40. Yeah. Give yeah, me I, a break. It's not bad. It's not like it's at 18. It's just like, we can't fit the whole draft board on the sheet. And I have to scroll because it's 14. I it's just making me laugh to scroll come <laughs> on it's making me laugh sorry all right the rest of the first round we had josh jacobs go one six the seventh pick was saquon eighth dalvin cook nine cooper cup stefan Diggs at 10 jamar chase at 11 and derrick henry at 12 um a couple things i noticed that stand out toff's pick of dalvin cook seemed homerish maybe you yeah, can correct I mean me it, like yeah. taking okay. a Minnesota Viking Dalvin sure. cook above Cooper cup digs above. I'm not taking Dalvin cook, especially with everything going on. I'm not taking him above Derek Henry, Nick Chubb or two running backs that went in the second round, Bijan or Jonathan Taylor. So I didn't like that pick, but I know why he did it. And Dalvin cook is still a good, I'm not trying still to say dominant, like he's not yeah. a good uh, running back. He was, but he was down here with his 11th scoring running back in the league total points this year and he scored 14 points which is less than 12 so i hated that pick but i know why you did it Toph. the other one that stood out was uh josh jacobs who went six and that felt like a very proximity pick to me because josh jacobs was the third scoring running back in the entire nfl 19.3 points 
328 points in full PPR, but there's a lot of questions on where the hell he's going to go. This is a kind of one-off thing to take him over Saquon again, even maybe Bijan, Derek Henry. I just didn't, I, I wouldn't do that. And it felt very proximity. So those two so, really stood out in the first round to me. Yeah. I mean, look, Josh Jacobs, like you said, has so many questions. Dalvin cook is like, high floor that's why you're taking there's no upside though you know what you're getting from dalvin cook so uh, i'm with you i think he's closer to a back end of the first early second i think uh, he's an easy second round without question second Um, not even close to first yeah i mean i wouldn't say that but but i would say he's definitely not middle of the first okay would you take dalvin cook or jonathan taylor i would take jonathan taylor i'm all i'm saying is that he's not he's not where he goes right now. I'm not going to push him that far out of the first round because he's still a dominant running back in a high scoring offense. This is, you know, that's true. Same offensive coordinator that the Rams had when they went on their run and they'll be in their second year. So they could get even better with Jefferson and adding by the way and all that stuff. So when you got Toff's team, I'm, I'm I'm killing Dalvin cook pick. He has the best four core running backs. Anybody has it's stupid. Once we get there, I just didn't like that. But yeah, the Josh Jacobs, the Josh Jacobs one, like, like, let, let's say this. Let's say he goes back to Vegas, right? And, um, well, I guess that's a bad example because we have no idea who the QB is going to be. And there's no chance he's going back. That guy wants out. He's gone. No, but I know he, what wants, you're trying. he wants to go back because he thinks they're going to get Aaron Rodgers. So he wants to go back. He's already said that. So, uh, and I he just put that. up an MVP type of year uh, in in uh, Vegas. So, uh, I mean, I could see him going back to the Raiders, but put him in Miami. Put him in Miami, and now this he's deserving to go where he went, right? Uh, he is. I mean, is he Mike McDaniel yeah. who would be comfortable also? Well, no, I'm asking, like, is he like Mike McDaniel comes from the running back by committee situation? They have Raheem and Jeff Wilson. You, you don't, don't think they yeah, would, but but just look at what Josh Jacobs did. You don't, there are some guys you don't, you can't committee. And Josh Jacobs, right now, after this performance this year, you can't committee him. He's your no. one, he's your one A, your one B, he's your one. There's no two. With him, there's another guy. It'd be a lot like, you know, Eli Mitchell in San Francisco. Now, what the hell is he? He's nothing because CMC is going to get all the carries like he's uh, much less of a factor than he was last year. And I think Jacobs brings that to an offense, which is what's going to get him a contract, whether it's in Vegas or somewhere else. But uh, wherever he goes, he is the one now. I I would say that at least. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. I'm not against it. It just it felt very much like he scored a bunch of points. He was it's there. recency bias. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Saquon, I liked. Jake made big cases why he should go higher. I, I obviously, I think I believe a little bit more in Cooper Cup than you do. I was, I was surprised while also not being surprised that Diggs went above Chase, but Diggs was, you know, an insane scorer this year as well. Uh, he ended up with the fourth highest score. He did score more than Chase because Chase missed time. So it's probably not that much of a surprise. They were neck and neck in points per game. I, I guess it's just a perception thing, but digs over that, I, I guess, got me a little bit thinking. Uh, any thoughts on the wideouts real quick? Because I do have a big question I want to ask you after that. Yeah, I mean, the the, this, the wideouts here are fine. I mean, you know, I think this is the group, though. Um, you know, I like CD, who will go in the next round, but he's the, the next level. You could throw Devontae into that group, probably. Uh, depending on who the quarterback for Vegas is, he is QB proof, but uh, you know, th- there's upside that, with a better QB, of course. So that was actually another one of those uh, that Jake and Brandon and I were going through is like, there are a lot big argument that Devonte could be number one or two in this. So like him going not in the first round is actually kind of a shock into this, but Derrick Henry, I was make I've been making a case for Derrick Henry 
you off air, we were talking to me about it. Like this might be finally where you're kind of taping, tapering off of it. So, I mean, what do you think about Derrick Henry mm, going no. 12? Well, no, no, no you no, said no. like this could be the year that it finally doesn't pay off to take him really high. Um, I mean, look, that's a possibility. All, all I was talking about was range of possibilities because Pat and I had a big argument about Derrick Henry's rank in the fantasy pros dynasty uh, running backs pod that we just did with that, that show just returned. And um, I had him at 12 and Pat had him at 17. So mm. uh, it was a big difference 12 at running back at run among running backs. Yeah. For dynasty yeah. because he's older and he's had a lot of wear and tear, but sure. he is a freak of nature. Yeah, when you yeah. talk about, you know, who was the last running back we saw have this type of run with this type of usage. It was Peterson, right? That was yeah. the last one that we saw. And he lasted much longer than everyone thought too because he was a freak of nature. So think about this. Think about how good Derrick Henry was this year with the worst offensive line in the league. And that's not like an opinion. They had injuries. Taylor Luan went down. The replacements were awful. You look at PFF grades and they were 32 by a wide margin. And Derrick Henry was still churning up yards and scoring touchdowns and just being the unbelievable player that he is. So sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com ah the sweet sound of sports you love from sling the collide of football pads the squeak of shoes on a basketball court the crack of the bat on a home run the slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's one thing falling in love with a house, picturing yourself moving in and calling it home, and quite another navigating the world of price negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. An agent who's a Realtor can make understanding that world easier. Realtors have the expertise, access to proprietary data, and tools to help you get from imagining living somewhere to actually doing it. That's the kind of help we can provide. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. This is how it works. $15 for a In this league. What's this? In this league. If you have to ask, big man, you can't afford it. For me, Derrick Henry belongs right in this range. So I understand people that don't want to take him because of falling knife and at some point, you know, he's going to be the older and go off the cliff because father nature or father time, excuse me, mother nature, father time. Uh, <laughs> they are, uh, they're both undefeated. And, and so he will fall off at some point. I just, I, I, he's the one guy that I'll be holding on to when he falls off. I don't care yeah, because I just, I have to see it first. It's one of those things where usually I have to see it to be in on a guy. I have to, for Derrick Henry, I have to see it to be off of him. 300 points he scored this past year in full PPR. He scored over 300 points and he and played he one less game. game. Yeah, he missed one yeah. less game. I mean, you know, had he had a Behind big game, he could have passed line. Josh Jacobs. Yeah, it's 26 points less than Josh Jacobs in one less game on how that year went. All right, so the second round. 
So Brant Hoover had Derrick Henry. He paired him with Nick Chubb. So he went back to back. Aaron went wide receiver, wide receiver, going Jamar Chase and CD Lamb. Barrow took Bijan Robinson, which he paired with Stefan Diggs. Kyle T got Jonathan Taylor, who I think kind of slipped. So that's a cup and Taylor. That's a big injury team he put together. Yeah. A lot of upside. Toft off of his cook went Kenny, uh, Ken Walker, which I liked. Then I still can't believe these guys let this fall. Then he got Devontae Adams with Barkley, which I think hands down would be Jake's favorite team. I think it's insane that that matchup got to get put together. Nick got AJ Brown, which he paired with Josh Jacobs at five. So this, well, this would actually technically now be like eight. I think the eighth pick, eighth, ninth, 10th, 11th. Yeah. This would be the eighth <laughs> pick in the second round. Bogman, you took Najee Harris with Tyreek Hill. Reese Hall went next, which killed me because that's who I wanted. Joe Mixon, I took Tony Pollard to pair with Christian McCaffrey. In the last pick, CK went wide receiver, wide receiver, getting Amon Ross St. Brown. So let's first talk about your pick, you taking Najee Harris. You took Najee Harris over Brees, um, over really like a lot of players I think most people would question, though Najee did look good towards the second half. You just kind of going to buy back in and go second round after this piss poor year he had? Yeah, well, I mean, if if you look at the second half after the bye week when he was clearly healthy, guy averaged over 15 points per game. So it, it's... He was the seventh scoring running backs week 10 on in full PPR uh, in total points. He moves down a little bit in average, but I think sure. it only goes down to ninth. But so. you also think of that whole front half of the year where you're going Trubisky to Kenny and, uh, in the, and, and he was hurt like... Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house online and owning it. Between imagining living there and breathing in your new home for the first time. Having an advocate who can help you navigate the complex world of financing, inspections, negotiating, analyzing the market, and talking through any anxieties that may pop up, that can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors and bound by a code of ethics. Because that's who we are. 